0: Hello, and welcome to Conscious Hoofbeat. My name is Dr. Pamela Maynard, and I am passionate about teaching lifestyle horsewomen inner health practices through self-care, personal development, and mindfulness, along with a little equine wisdom and wellness. When you learn to show up for yourself, be present and grounded, your horse will show up for you. And that's when you deepen the connection with your horse and create an authentic relationship. Today, I have another special guest that is joining us. I have um, somebody that I have known as a lifestyle horsewoman for over, I've known her for over 20 years, and she's been a lifestyle horsewoman for longer than that. She is a biomechanic horse and rider trainer outside of Columbus, Ohio. So, today I want to welcome Monet Ward. Thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. Um, so, Monet, I guess we'll just jump right in. And I want to know what exactly is biomechanics? Because when I hear that word, I I mean, I've been doing horses my whole life and I don't know that I can totally explain it. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't totally understand biomechanics. So can you explain that to us a little bit, please?
1: Yeah, biomechanics of horse and rider deals with how a horse moves, how a person moves, and then putting the two pieces together. We have to realize a horse has a strong brace side and a weak side, just like we do. Um, horses were never meant to be rode it's something that we chose so since we chose this we have to be able to strengthen them in a way that they can carry us with doing that we have to find where our bracing and our weaknesses and the horse's bracing and their weaknesses and together get strong so we can basically influence the horse as opposed to the horse influencing us
0: So would it be fair to say that there are some people that just do biomechanics of the horse and some people that just do biomechanics of the rider and that you're one of the few or rare that actually bring that together with horse and rider?
1: Yes, but the people who do biomechanics of horse strictly only talk about riding the horse's legs. In order to get a horse to be able to carry its rider, we have to ride what I call is the bridge and the bridge is connected between the shoulders and the hips. So we have to ride the, sh- the back with, connected with the shoulders and hips and not the legs. When you ride the legs, you can never develop a horse's back.
0: And that's where the rider biomechanics comes in. Is that correct?
1: Um, yes. Our bodies need to be able to influence the horse's body. So yes.
0: It sounds um, kind of complicated, like you say it with grace and ease and it just flows because you've been doing it for so long, but it's something that it, it takes a while to, to develop and learn, I would imagine, especially because I've seen you know, a lot of writers have what I call like muscle memory, right? And it's not always good muscle memory and it t- does it take a while to redevelop that in a writer?
1: Most definitely because we're taught to ride one way and the way that we're taught to ride, realistically, the horse is influencing us, but we need to be influencing the horse. We need to be helping the horse get stronger and more balanced, not through its legs, but through its body. Um, so yes.
0: So how exactly did you first, uh, get involved with biomechanics? and how were you first introduced to it?
1: I had gone to a CDI show and I'd watched um, George Williams ride a horse. And when I watched this horse, it was was just amazing. It was breathtaking. It was like this horse was a Ferrari. It was like, if there was any subtle wrong movement, the horse would just basically lose it. Um, The thing that's really cool is we are supposed to ride these horses basically to the edge of something, just to be able to have so much energy and and control all at the same time. Um, After watching George ride this horse, it was just amazing. But really what changed my uh, way of looking at things is he had one of his working students, which, which was a Grand Prix rider, ride the same horse. And she's a very good rider. Um, but when she rode this horse, the best way for me to, to give you an idea, it was like a Volkswagen. It was just kind of, there was no fire. There was no, um, excitement. There was no nothing. And so that made me think, okay, how can two people ride the same horse and get two different things out of that horse? And that's what kind of led me to start thinking and wondering, Wow, that's what I want to do. I want to bring the best out of every horse that I ride.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome that you had the awareness and you were in a place to even notice that. I feel like so many people get stuck in their box, you know, and this is how you do it, and they've done it that way for so many years that they're not even capable of seeing that there's other ways of doing it. So, I think that's beautiful that you were able to to recognize that And, you know, was there like, I I always find, um, you know, when people do change the way they do stuff, it's because the status quo hasn't been working and they're having a problem, whether that be a behavioral problem with a horse, a lameness problem, you know, whatever that be, but it doesn't, they don't seem to change their ways until there's like this extreme problem that they can't find anything else that fixes it. So was there a specific horse that was, you know, a bit of a challenge that led you to be open to this work and try something different?
1: Well, yes, I have a horse. His name is Isaiah. Um, He's been with me. He was born with me um, and I've raised him up and he was a horse to where when I rode him, things just didn't feel right. And I kept thinking there's something not right. There's something not right. So I'd have the vets out to watch me ride, and they're like, "No, everything looks great." Um, the other thing that um, that I now have put the pieces together and the understanding is, um, I was always very diligent about having proper tech and having it fit correctly. Um, so his saddle was fitted for him, um, et cetera, et cetera. Just making sure that there was nothing that could interfere, and um, I had the saddle fitted for him and and the company that does it does a great job. I have been with them forever and I have tried other places and I've always come back to them. And um, he started to have a tongue issue, started to stick his tongue out and I couldn't figure out why because I'd never had a horse do that. And a lot of times they say, well, when you get strong in the hands, they do it. I, I was never that way with this horse. In fact, People would say, "Wow, he's so light in the bridle." Um, so what I have figured with with when he did that, it made me start thinking and asking and wondering why. What's going on here? Why could I not do this? Why could I bring horses up the level very quickly, but why was I running into roadblocks with this horse? And I had a choice. I either basically get a horse that I could ride. Or I figure that out, and I chose to figure it out.
0: So what exactly did you figure out with Isaiah? I mean, this was not just something like, oh, I figured it out overnight. Like, can you tell a little bit about that process?
1: Well, realistically, it's been taking me 10 years, and I continue to find things and continue to learn things and continue to develop things even stronger. But one of, I think, the biggest pieces throughout all of this is... Understanding where the where the saddle hits on these horses, and really where it needs to hit, um, until we can develop muscle and a top line. And my idea of a top line and other people's idea of a top line are completely different ends of the spectrum. But usually, horses that have tongue issues, it's because there's a blocking in the shoulder, and usually that's from what I am finding. It is the saddle. Where the, saddles, where the saddle sits. We need to change on how we place these saddles on these horses' back. Saddles need to be changed um, for these horses so they can develop their backs, develop the bridge is what I call it.
0: And it, again, it's not just the saddle. It's riding correctly and properly and incorporating your approach with the biomechanics, right? It's, I, I think... I see, I've seen it a lot. I've I've saw five-year-olds getting hawks injected from improperly fitted saddles, but it's not, it doesn't just stop there. It's like, okay, they're like, we're going to put the brand new saddle on and have the saddle fitting and that's going to fix it. But I'm like, no, you still have to ride them properly.
1: Right? Exactly. It really takes a village. Um, horses do need chiropractors. They do need, um, massaging they do need there's all kinds of things the horses need if you think about an olympic athlete they don't just go and do um, whatever it is that they're doing there's preparations there's things that they have to learn to build to strengthen to balance Um, we as people we have to really look at us um, biomechanically how we are and if we can't fix that We can't expect to get on a horse, which is basically, has basically the same issues. They are one-sided. We can't expect to get on that horse and have everything go poof. It's just going to be correct. We have to first look at us because realistically, we are the lead dancer. We are asking our horses to move a certain way. And if our body is not balanced, how can we get our horses balanced?
0: That's a great question. Uh, there's, there is, a I believe, an exercise that I always hear you talk about that I think we could maybe share with the listeners that, that um, you do with the, the zipper lineup. It's a great place to start, right?
1: Yes. We tend to ride the middle of the saddle because that is all we know. But you put a saddle on a crooked horse, it's still crooked. We have to find the middle of the horse. And the easiest way of doing that is if we line up our zipper with the horse's withers, we will be then sitting in the middle of the horse. Then the next thing you have to understand and do is your pelvis straight or your hips straight. Um, Understanding that so you're balanced on both sides. Our right hip tends to be our weaker hip. Even when we walk, our right side gets left behind, just like a horse. A horse's right hip basically is their weakest spot. So we have to be able to understand where our right hip is and where our left side is and just basically get in the middle of the horse, not just with the zipper, but with our seat. Our pubic bone and our seat bones should be, they are indicators of whether we are sitting in the the saddle balanced or are we sitting in our pockets or are we sitting on our pubic bone. Those bones are strictly to tell us that our pelvis is straight. We should never ride with the seat bones into the horse's back. And trust me, we so don't want to ride with our pubic bone down because that can kind of hurt.
0: (laughs) Just a little, huh? Um, Yeah. I like my head is spinning right now because I'm like thinking about when I ride and I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense. And um, like, so if, if somebody was like wondering like, well, well, how, how, well, how do I know, like, if my horse needs this? I mean, I know, like, I think you and I would agree that everybody needs it, horse and rider, but, you know, some people are still not totally sure, like, what would three things that riding biomechanically um, help improve or, or fix um, in somebody's riding that I think we could all relate to that would be more noticeable
1: well, um, we, there's so many gimmicks out there and we are so prone to using draw reins and, and all of these other gimmicks. We're so focused on, can we get this horse's head down? Um, that should be the least of our, of our problems. Um, if our horses, if you're riding your horse and you'll realize if you sit and pay attention, the inside rein is always the stronger rein. Um, the outside rein is basically the looser rein that means that horse is running on that inside shoulder. If They're running on that inside shoulder. They're not using any other part of their body. So if you have a horse that is always getting quick and running through the inside shoulder, especially on their strong side, that is telling you that that that, that horse needs for you and the horse to be learn how to understand biome- biomechanics to rebalance everything. Um, another thing is... Um, if your horse, uh, I think there's so many, so many things, um, to ask your horse to move, um, sideways. A lot of people have a hard time basically getting a horse to go one direction or the other. That's because the horse's ribs are usually always lined up on the inside, pushing our bodies to the outside so we can't basically ask them to go sideways because we are in that hole um, another one would be trying to think
0: i know i put you on the spot here
1: <laughs> my brain went blank <laughs> it's well i mean it is uh, picking picking up the wrong diagonal Mm-hmm. Um, one direction we will pick up the wrong diagonal that is because a horse's stronger side and they are not balanced picking up the wrong lead that's another indication that the horse is um, usually it's the, the weaker side that wants to pick up the lead and the stronger side doesn't wants to be there to balance um, all of those things are pieces that show you that um, your horse is not balanced and needs biomechanics, both both of you and your horse, it is you that's affecting that horse. So that horse can never get where it needs to be.
0: Um, this And this is really like, it's so hard to really like explain all of this in like a, you know, a 20 minute podcast or whatever. I think it's something you really need to experience, right? Like have the lessons, go to a clinic and really actually experience it and go out and sit on your horse and have that ground person be like, can you feel this? Can you feel that? Because if we don't have awareness around it, right, then how? Yeah. Then we we wouldn't know, anyways. And I think, like, you know, I know from, you know, back in the day when I was first learning to ride, that there wasn't talk about that. It was, um, you know, left rein, right rein, left leg, right leg. You know, exactly. There, it wasn't the the depth of this, and again, I don't believe it's something you learn overnight, and you don't sure as heck don't learn in a in a brief podcast. But I wanted to just bring awareness to around, around this because, like I said, I don't think a lot of people really know what biomechanics is. I think it's a little more popular; we hear about it more. But I can't, I couldn't sit and really explain it. And and like you said, a lot of people are doing just the horse or just the rider, and you're doing the horse and rider. Together and it's kind of like I don't know for lack of a better analogy the leg the leg bone's connected to the knee bone right if you don't have one thing working the re- the rest mm-hmm. of it do- doesn't it's it's a package deal it's the horse the rider the saddle you know I, I think all, even nutritionally right you have oh your, most
1: definitely yeah
0: you know the list goes on I think we could talk about. That, that part probably in a whole nother podcast in itself um
1: and a mo- the one the one ahead. thing though too is um there's so many trainers and and, and I went through this and and I rode with some great trainers that I you can be riding and the trainer will be like yes yes but you don't feel anything different the things with biomechanics of horse and rider that I teach I I can tell you things and and I don't have to say Uh, the horse tells you that it's correct because you feel all the things you feel everything different you feel the horse get balanced you feel the horse and become easier to ride there are so many times when you just and i think that's why it's so hard to ride without a trainer because you're expecting the eyes on the ground to basically tell you yeah that's right as opposed to the horse changing underneath you and saying yes that's right so when my clients come i tell them first of all they don't know me don't they don't need to believe in me the horse is going to tell you i've never had a, a rider come to where they could not feel exactly what i am saying and the horse gets so much easier to ride and i use the word easier to ride very loosely what i do is very difficult it takes a lot of change in how you think and how you ride everything has to change you don't move up the levels as fast as you do when you do gimmicks and 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 things like that and but the way i ride and the way i teach your horses basically will last longer there'll be less lameness issues whenever we have a lameness issue we are so used to saying oh well this or that basically whatever that injury is or that has happened it was it was about to happen at any time, basically, whatever that horse did to to basically have that happen, that was just like the last block. That was what pushed the horse over to where it could no longer sustain what it is that we were asking. So when you have a more balanced rider and you have a more balanced horse, you have far less injuries. I remember somebody saying um, to me and saying, "Yeah, well." injuries, they're just inevitable. They just happened. And that really has never stuck well with me. I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. I believe that we create that. Um, Now, yes, we could have horses that their bodies are not um, built uphill, but that still does not mean that these horses cannot do whatever it is that we're asking them to do. Um, It may take longer. It may be harder but they can, a balanced horse and a balanced rider can do whatever it is that you want them to do.
0: Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I, I, um, I mean, I've been in the horse industry and lots of different facets over the years and have friends and, you know, lots of different facets of the industry. And I had a friend that manages a, um, a dressage barn and she was sharing, you know, just like oh, all the issues they'd had this year with all these horses. And I'm like, God, that seems like a lot. Well, oh no, that's, that's just normal when you have these, you know, these high end performance horses that we ride this hard. And I'm like, I just can't, I can't believe that in my heart of hearts. I cannot believe that if your horse is nutritionally balanced, physically balanced, emotionally balanced, the saddles fitting properly, why are, why, are, why are we not able to keep these horses healthy and sound and ride them into their 20s? I don't understand
1: that, right? 20. I, I have my school horse is 29 years old, and I love it when people come out and I put them on him, and, um, and, and I mean, he goes like he's four, and I ask them, how old do you think this horse is? And they always say, well, he's in his teens. He's 29 years old. He taught a lesson today without any problems. He's probably in better shape than most horses. So if you do these things, and it is a lot of work, it is a lot of thinking, and it does take more time, but the more, all the training that you put in on a horse, isn't it worth having that horse last for so many more years as opposed to going and getting a horse and having to go through all that again, or paying for a horse that's already trained and only has a few years left because you're still not doing things properly. Yeah Yeah, I agree.
0: I i mean, I, I just want it to almost it just ended at that,' it's like, don't you want that? Like, don't you exactly. want that? Like I, I don't know yes. why you wouldn't. And I think people who don't care about that, they're the people who are riding from the ego, not for the horse, yeah. and are only um, ribbon-hungry. That's my opinion.
1: Well, we're wanting to strengthen our horses. We were doing all of these things to strengthen our horses, but we do nothing to strengthen ourselves. But we have to first understand where our weak spots points are. I used to be a bodybuilder and the stuff that I have learned about my body now, I never knew when I was a bodybuilder, never knew. So we need to become more aware of our bodies, not just for writing, but for as we age. It's, it's, All of these things are so important, just like for the horse.
0: Yeah. And again, for us, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotional balance before we show up for that horse. If you can't show up in that space for that horse, how do you expect them, you know, a flight animal, right? A prey animal. How do you expect them to let them get, you know, let you get on their back and do what you do when you don't, when you don't do your work and learn how to show up for your horse, right? Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Hmm. I feel a little fire going on right now. We're we're kind of riled up. That's how passionate we are about this, right?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I'm like. Part of me is like, oh, watch your mouth, Pamela. It might piss somebody <laughs> off. But I'm like, you know what? I think <laughs> that's a little thing. Now I'm like, I'm at that age. I'm like, I don't care if I piss somebody off. I just want it's for the horse, right? Somebody's got to yes. be an advocate for this horse, and you know, it's got to start somewhere. Exactly. Um, good stuff, Miss Monet. Thank you so much. Um, would you come back and and join me for another podcast sometime soon. We'll talk about, you know, riding after 40 now and how things have shifted and changed for us over the years.
1: Yes, most definitely. I'd love to. Thank you. This was a lot of fun.
0: Cool. Uh, Do you want to add anything to sum everything up about your approach to biomechanics?
1: Well, I just say it is a lot of work and some people would take that as a detour. Every single that I do every step that I feel every that becomes oneness with this horse is worth every second that I have spent um, in the beginning there was times where uh, I missed going off to shows and just getting a horse ready just for shows I, I don't miss that anymore now my philosophy is I don't take my horse to the show unless they're ready and that to me is what's most important it's not about the ribbons the ribbons are going to come it's about how is my horse going to feel with taking there are we both going to be together are we a team are they going to be happy horse shows are stressful not just for people but for horses and we have to prepare ourselves and our horses it's supposed to be fun we're supposed to enjoy it it's supposed to be fun for our horse so i urge people to try and look at biomechanics of horse and rider, not just for you for long-term, but also for your horse. You will never, never regret it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I I think it's also important to say that just because you take this different approach doesn't mean you can't show and still win.
1: Most definitely. In fact, usually you can show and win so much better. You don't have the problems because you have... You have the understanding of what what is coming up, what is happening, and why it's happening. And then you're able to fix it.
0: Right. Beautiful. So if um, people want to get a hold of you and maybe schedule some lessons, if they're in the Columbus, Ohio area or looking to uh, put together a clinic or workshop around this with you, where can they find you?
1: Well, they can find me at exaltandsalute.com. There's my website. Um, They can also email me at Um, exaltsalute.monet at gmail.com. They can call me at 805-680-3976. I also, if you have videos, if you can't get, I do teach online. Um, Or if you just have a question and a video or a problem with the horse, I would have no problem looking at that and and helping you out there.
0: Awesome. So again, exaltandsalute.com. That's E-X-A-L-T and s l. Or s a l u t e I always get the exalt part wrong when I'm typing it in. Exalt and salute And you have a Facebook page, Exalt and Salute Dressage, correct?
1: Yeah, and that's easy to get. Yeah, the, that's easy to get get a hold of me through there. So yes.
0: Okay, well, thank you so so much. Um, I just want, I got a little throw out a little shout for my conscioushoofbeat.com. If anybody's looking to increase their awareness and do some inner work and learn to show up for their horse better in another way, go to conscioushoofbeat.com and join one of our inner health circles. And until next time, enjoy your horse.